This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is is David Benningson. He founded Signal Media in 2012 with the belief that artificial intelligence would fundamentally change the way businesses worked. As CEO, he's led Signal through multiple funding rounds, totaling 8.2 million euros, most recently a $5.8 million Series A in December of 2016. He was named to the Forbes 30 under 30 Europe list in January 2017. David, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure, absolutely. All right, so very good. So tell us more about kind of what Signal Media does and what's your business model? How do you make money? Sure. So, I mean, we founded the company four and a half years ago um, and really we founded it under the premise of two big problems and challenges that most businesses face today. Um, One being the explosion of information accessible to large organizations, the fact that companies have just never had greater access to information and yet never found it harder to transform that information into actionable insight. Um, And the second kind of major challenge that most businesses face if you walk into them is the fact that, uh, you know, knowledge is siloed. It's trapped in the heads of people who work at these organizations. So we built uh, Signal and we apply machine learning and AI to solve those two problems. We aggregate a lot of the world's information and apply machine learning to transform that information into insight. Um, And then we enable our clients to train up our systems with their domain expertise so that they can unlock all of that expertise and ultimately get the machine learning and the algorithms to deliver them better insights and better results and more relevant results. And is it a SaaS model? Yeah, it's a SaaS model. So our our, our business model is ultimately to sell uh, a software product, an application uh, that our clients license from us on an annual basis. And typically they pay for the number of seats, the number of logins, uh, and therefore the kind of breadth of access that they would have. Uh, within their organization. And what would you say kind of the average customer is paying per year? So it's, um, it's kind of starts anywhere north of kind of $20,000 a year, and then it can scale uh, into kind of high six figures and, and even in some cases, seven figures. Um, so we kind of have a breadth of, uh, uh, of customers across that, across that broad spectrum. Um, and yeah, it really determines on kind of the number of use cases and the kind of number of seats that the organization wants to have access to. And, and how have you scaled this thing over the past four years? I mean, tell me the story of how you got that first customer. Yeah, so I mean, we, we, we started the company in a garage, which I guess is uh, where all good uh, technology businesses are founded, of course, even here in, in Is in that London. a garage? A garage, okay. yeah, sorry. You say garage, you say garage. <laughs> <laughs> I like carriage, <laughs> but, but it's better. And half, uh, two years, we're building out that kind of underlying platform. And obviously, we are taking pretty cutting-edge embryonic technologies within AI and machine learning. And so a lot of it was about proving out we could actually do this at scale, that we could aggregate the world's information and, and use machine learning to transform that information into insight. Um, winning our first uh, few customers is always kind of uh, really challenging and probably one of the most kind of exciting memories that you have within the company. Um, our first client was in the financial services space. And I remember sitting in our garage uh, and trying to figure out what was the best way to, to price the product with my two uh, co-founders. And I think uh, uh, my, my chief data scientist said one number and my CTO uh, said another slightly uh, higher number. And I decided to go to kind of go 10 times that number. 
And when the client then uh, confirmed that they were happy with that price, we thought, God, we should have uh, gone even 20 times higher. So uh, They were happy with the 10 times price. <laughs> they were happy with the 10 how times much, price. How much was it? Do you remember? Uh, it was at about $10,000 a month. That's so um, funny. So we could have maybe charged them even twenty dollars or $30,000 a month and got it away. That's <laughs> so funny. I guess that just kind of demonstrates when you're just starting out, uh, value pricing and understanding where your product can fit into an organization uh, is really, really difficult. Uh, and so I guess it's a journey of iteration and kind of experimentation that's important. And so from customer one to where you are today, how many customers are you at? What have you grown to? Yeah, so we're at about 150 corporate clients now. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've scaled. Um, I think uh, it's been a very, very exciting journey, in particular over the last 12 months. It's taking on that Series A funding that you mentioned before. Um, you know, we've tripled the number of customers and, and almost quadrupled the revenue in the last 12 months. Um, and so that kind of experience of scale and really seeing the business starting to take off, uh, has been very, very exciting for us. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, look, you've mentioned earlier, your ACV is about 20 grand first year minimum, just minimum. You know, if mm -hmm. I multiply that times 150, that puts you, I mean, what does that put you at? 250, 250 grand a month at minimum or about maybe what is that? 3 million annually. Um, yeah. uh, and you, you forex that year over year. So if I go back to December, 2016, you were doing what around 62 grand, something like that. Yeah, so I mean, we've yeah, we've literally gone from about 40, 50 customers and, and, and more than tripled the customer base in the last 12 months. So that's been really an exciting journey of scale for us. And, you know, not only are we kind of selling to more customers, we're also demonstrating we can kind of upsell and expand those customers. So that's been, been really exciting for us as well. You know, we started in a beachhead of um, applying our technology into corporate communications uh, and enabling those teams to use us for kind of reputation monitoring analysis. Uh, and over the last kind of year and a half, we really start broadening out, selling into other departments across the organization, yep. selling into risk and compliance, selling into what we call horizon scanning, which is spotting investment opportunities earlier. Uh, and so really, we've not only been able to kind of scale the number of customers and the ultimate kind of top line revenue, but also kind of deepen the relationships that we have with with, with enterprises. And I want to make sure I give you the credit that, that you deserve. I mean, is that about right? You're doing about 250 grand a month right now or, or way more? Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't typically share the the, the kind of top line revenue number, but 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 ultimately, um, yeah, that scale from fifty customers to one hundred and fifty customers is really uh, a kind of key metric that we're very proud of. Okay, yeah. but I'm just just to be clear, the, I'm just multiplying your numbers. The minimum you told me was twenty grand a year times one fifty. It's fair to say you're doing north of two fifty grand a month, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Good. You just don't. I totally understand. You wouldn't want to put a top on that because you don't want people to know. But you could be significantly bigger if you have six, seven yeah. figure contracts. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Very cool. Why raise money? Uh, you mean venture capital funding? Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, venture funding is all about trying to go faster and scale more quickly. Um, and I think, you know, there's something certainly to be said for organic growth and, you know, taking your profits and your revenue and reinvesting them into the company. But I think ultimately, if you think about the markets we're trying to sell into uh, and the scale of ambition that the organization has, um, you know, we're going up against some, you know, really relatively big, large incumbents who have been around for 10, 20, 30 years with, you know, hundreds, if not in some cases, thousands of sales reps on the ground uh, and already deeply penetrated into multiple geographic markets. And so we have this ambition that this company could, you know, really be a, a game changer and a disruptor into these incumbent industries. And so I think for us, venture funding is a way to, you know, maximize our potential and move at the speed uh, and with the level of aggression that we really want to. 
CRMs might be the tool that I fight with the most. I just haven't found one that I really liked. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but they're just so tricky. And a while ago, I had a guy named John Lee on my show. He's the CEO of ProsperWorks. And he told me they just passed 40,000 customers and 24 million in annual revenue. So they're doing about $286,000 in revenue per employee. And I said, wow, why is this working? And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I went to prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM, signed up, and it immediately became clear why it worked. Those of you that love growth hacking, you should go to that link just to see how they do the onboarding. That's prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. In short, it's like magic. You know, I'm not the guy that, you know, finishes the sales call and then takes the time to actually put data into the CRM. They have this magical way of just doing it. And it's a beautiful thing. So every morning when I wake up, I just go, okay, what leads are ProsperWorks telling me to reach out to because they're most likely to close and it works so well. And you guys know I love money and I love only focusing on the leads that are going to close. So I encourage you to try ProsperWorks. They're sponsoring the show. Check them out at prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. Folks, that's again prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. Did you already have a, a big enough cohort of customers come through like your tracking backend to understand pretty predictably what CAC was and that's why you had confidence raising the capital? Yeah, I mean, I think all of those metrics are, are, are super, super important. You're, you know, your top line growth is important. Your cost of acquisition is important. Um, you know, renewal is absolutely important, as you'll know, in a, in a software as a service company as well as. What are you guys at right now in terms of churn annually or, or reten- the opposite retention annually? Yeah, so I mean, typically we don't share those uh, that that data either. But you know, we're very very proud that we've been able to uh, retain the majority of our customers. And where we have, uh, in, in some few examples, churned customers, I think it's typically been out of our control. So businesses either merging or, or in some cases, unfortunately, going bankrupt. Uh, but you know, our kind of underlying health of our revenue is is is, is perhaps even more impressive than that top line growth number. Uh, and so for us, that's something that we're you know we're very very proud of, and also. Um, you know, think a lot about and, and take a lot of care with. And so, you know, we've invested just as much in our customer support and customer service side of the business as, as we've tended to on new business, uh, which is very, very important for us. As so, I mean, is, is, it, is it generally fair to say you're doing more than you're retaining more than 90% of your customers annually? That would be good in yeah, my absolutely. book. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Have you hit the holy land kind of of negative net revenue churn or no? Yeah, no, we have. And that's, that's also a really exciting thing for us to have achieved. Um, you know, that net positive expansion is, is again, really, really important in terms of um, the long-term sustainability of the business. What, tri- yeah. what, what levers are you pulling to drive expansion revenue from year one to year two? Is it more leads, more seats, more API calls, more data pool? What is it? Yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's a combination of some of those things that you just mentioned. Um, obviously, seat expansion is really important for us. So getting more users onto our tool uh, and, and delivering more value across the organization. Um, we have a kind of uh, uh, a two sides to our pricing matrix. One is obviously the number of seats and the other is kind of modules and modules can be data sets or can be more product functionality. Uh, and so ultimately, if we've sold a, a client into kind of uh, a lower combination of those two things, then we have an opportunity either midterm or, or at the end of the first year to be able to try and expand those seats, uh, expand those contracts as well. And what do you try and optimize payback period for? How quickly do you like to get your money back? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of great benchmarking uh, in in this SaaS market that kind of shows you best core, you know, best in class uh, what CAC should be. And I think anything under 12 months is good, and anything under six months is is fantastic. Uh, so, are so you are you good or fantastic? Um, you know, I mean, again, these are not these are not numbers that we we publicly share, but again, we're you know we're always striving to be fantastic. Obviously, that's a that's a core goal of ours across all of the. So, is it fair to say you're between six and 12 months in terms of payback? 
Um, well, I mean, as I said, we're, we're always striving to, to kind of really match those kind of best in class uh, SaaS metrics. Um, and so, you know, we are, you know, typically benchmarking ourselves against um, against organizations that really lead the pack in that regard. Uh, and those are all, this is the reason I'm trying to understand, like maybe not your numbers specifically, but when you say like best in pack, my audience doesn't always know what that means. So when you look yeah. at other companies and you say best in pack, you're talking six months or less or 12 months or less. Yeah, no, certainly six months and less. I mean, I think there's a lot of really, really good data, um, for your audience, um, open view partners in Boston just released a really interesting data set where they benchmarked, I think 300 plus companies and looked at uh, a whole bunch of SaaS metrics and, uh, Matrix uh, Partners as well, another venture firm in the US, also released a really interesting benchmarking data set. So these are really useful tools to be able to kind of measure yourself, not just on CAC, which is only one metric out of a suite, uh, but everything from your top line growth, your payback periods, your retention rates, all of those things. Uh, I think it's really useful as an organization to be able to benchmark yourself. Are you against. generally getting more aggressive with acquiring customers or less aggressive in terms of spend? You know, sometimes people are willing to pay more because it's a hot time in the market. You want to get as much market share as possible. Other one, others are trying to go towards profitability, so they want to decrease that. No, I think I think I think you know we're we're being relatively aggressive. I don't think um, um, kind of unnaturally aggressive, but I think certainly we are looking at the market. We're very excited about the potential. Um, we're very excited about the validation our customers have given us. And so I think, you know, our intention is to continue doubling down into into, into the market and, and trying to be aggressive where we can. And can you, considering the economics you've just shared with us, do you, do you pretty confidently assume lifetime value is always greater than kind of 50, 60 grand on any account coming into you? Or is it higher or lower? Um, I, again, I don't have the figures to my hand, but, but I, I think it has to be really, if you, if you want to make the long-term uh, maths of the, of the business work. Yeah. Uh, interesting. And what are you at today in terms of team size? So we are today at about 65, 70 people, um, and it's broadly split between product engineering and data science and then the other half of the business, the kind of commercial side. And location-wise, where are you based? We are located in London, co-located all together. Everyone? Everyone together, yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay, very good. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five, David. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, good to great, of course. And number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? CEO I'm following or studying right now. Um, ah, look, I watch on with, with a lot of interest, Elon Musk, for various reasons. Number uh, three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool? I would have to say Slack. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? At least seven. I get very grumpy. That's pretty good. And what's your situation? <laughs> Married, single, you have kids? Single, no kids. Good. Just no. Signal babies. <laughs> signal babies. That's good. And how old are you? I'm 29. All right, last question. Take us back nine years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, wow. Um, just have fun uh, and don't take life too seriously. There, you guys have it from David. Have fun. Don't take life too seriously. He launched Signal back in 2000 and... Uh, 13, 2013, now up to 65 folks really playing in the artificial intelligence machine learning space. His first, uh, he undersold his first customer uh, thinking it would be a lot. It actually closed really quickly, 10 grand there. He's now got over 150 customers actively using the platform, paying a minimum of 20 grand per year. So they're over 250 grand in MRR and they have forex that over the past 12 months. So really great growth, uh, raised significant amount of capital, uh, I believe over what, $8 million, about $9 million uh, or nine US, uh, nine Nine million euros, pardon me. Super healthy unit economics, again, growing with his team there in London. David, thank you for taking us to the top. Pleasure. Thank you.